Hello and welcome to Follow Your Bliss, a podcast for big-hearted, deep feelers who want to make a difference in the world. This is your time to get motivation and momentum to do what makes your soul shine. My name is Jessica Flint. I'm a soul strengths business coach and social impact entrepreneur that has helped millions of people improve their life. And I'm here to empower you to become a badass success story because I know it's within you when you stop selling yourself short, stop waiting for the perfect moment, and stop letting the opinions of others drown out your inner voice. It's never too late to create a life you're excited about and love waking up to. I believe we all have unique soul strings that hold the key to unlocking our greatest success and are just begging to be expressed right now in this very moment. Now, this podcast features heart-to-heart conversations with successful authors, entrepreneurs, spiritual leaders, experts, and everyday all-stars just like you about their path to greater purpose and soul alignment. It's time to claim your joy, your worth, your highest soul expression, and your feeling of enoughness. Now, let's get started. Welcome, welcome. In this episode, we're going to explore the fourth foundation to following your bliss. Now, in the previous episodes, we discussed the other three foundations to following your bliss. One being connecting to your purpose. This is finding your why, your North Star to follow. And then we looked at how your values can be your compass. Your values can guide you towards your higher purpose, your North Star. Through living and making decisions according to your values, you can achieve your purpose. And then we also looked at the importance of seeing time as sacred and how to really take advantage of its preciousness by being focused in the now. And now this brings us to the fourth foundation of following your bliss. And this is recognizing that when you follow your bliss, you are really embarking on an adventure. You can think about it as an unfolding story with all the great elements that comprise a story. So that's challenges and conflicts and consequences and characters. So when you can understand that there is a framework to your story, to your life, and all stories of following one's bliss, you can start to work with your own in a much more powerful and intentional way. It becomes much easier to put yourself in a more empowering narrative to live a life that's truly satisfying and soul enriching. And this story framework has a name. It's called the hero's journey. And this was a framework that was developed by author and professor Joseph Campbell. Now, Joseph Campbell is considered one of the world's foremost authorities on mythology, stories, and legends. He is a prolific author and has influenced artists and performers and scholars and students from across the world. So he created this framework of the hero's journey, and this is now foundational education. If you ever go in to learn about filmmaking, script writing, writing novels, you will learn about this framework called the hero's journey. And it is foundational to the stories shared and the work we'll do together on this podcast. The basic motif of the hero's journey requires that the central character, the hero, which is you, it requires that the hero leaves one condition and finds a source of life to bring forth in a richer or more mature condition. And so in order for this to happen, this requires a, and this requires more on the symbolic front, a metaphorical death and resurrection. This idea of having to have certain parts of you die so you're able to be reborn in a new form. 
Now, if we were to look at nature, a hero's journey could be the mighty caterpillar that has no idea what it's about to get into, and then it goes into this whole new world as it gets into its chrysalis and is completely decomposed into this gloopy, gloppy gunk, and all of a sudden undergoes this metaphorical death as it comes out completely reborn as the butterfly, which is why this is the ultimate symbol of transformation. Butterfly is the hero of this story. And boy, do we ever exalt the butterfly for its beauty and its magnificence when we think what a journey it had to go through to get there. When speaking about the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell said, quote, The achievement of the hero is one that he is ready for, and it's really a manifestation of his character. And it's amusing the way in which the landscape and the conditions of the environment match the readiness of the hero. The adventure that he's ready for is the one that he gets, end quote. Now, this interesting thing about readiness, though, is when we start to break down the actual framework. The Hero's Journey framework has multiple stages, but you can really see them broken down into three dominant stages. Now, this is the departure, the initiation, and the return. So we'll cover all three today. The departure, the initiation, and the return. And so we'll go through one stage by stage. Now, the departure... This is often called the call to adventure. And the interesting thing is when Joseph Campbell is saying that the, that the venture that he's ready for is the one that he gets, or the venture that she's ready for is the one that she gets, it's not necessarily that the hero knows they're ready for it. Not that the hero's ego knows that they're ready for it. It's more that the soul knows that it's ready for it. Because in the first stage, the departure, which is also well known as the call to adventure, the hero always refuses the call. The hero always gets the call and says, uh, I don't think I'm ready for that. This is really outside of my comfort zone because the hero at this point is in their ordinary world. The hero is in the world that they know. The hero is in the world in which they feel safe, comfortable. It's their predictable world. Even if it's a world that they don't necessarily want to be living in, it is what is familiar. This is the zone of familiarity. So when the hero gets the call to adventure, they must leave the zone of familiarity, the zone of comfort. They need to go from the world of the unknown to the world of the unknown. Now, when the hero leaves the known for the unknown, they now move into the second stage. And one thing to note about the hero's journey is we go on multiple hero's journeys throughout our life. We can go through hero's journeys in our career, hero's journeys in our relationships. You can be in one stage of your hero's journey in one area of life and, and in another stage in another area of your life. Because if we're truly living and being a part of the human experience, there always are unknown factors and things that are going to push us outside of our comfort zone. And now this brings us to the second stage. Now, the second stage is what's called the initiation now, the initiation, you can think about it this as the rite of passage. So this really is when the transformation occurs, in which the hero now is reborn into a new state of being, identity, role. The hero has completely changed from when they first got their call to adventure. So within the stage, the hero transforms. They find fulfillment. But this fulfillment comes at a cost, meaning the hero really has to work for it. The hero has to go through trials and tribulations and have enemies that it has to face and allies that it has to align with and mentors that it has to meet. So you can think about when the hero goes into this initiation phase or stage, that before being initiated, the hero thinks in one way and then after they think in another. is literally changing how you think, right? So if we change our thoughts, what can we do? Change our life, right? So through this process, through the initiation, the hero now changes their life. And this type of consciousness, this type of thinking, when this is transformed, it's transformed through trials, through having these revelations that happen, through experience. And this is when the hero, as I said, connects with allies. These are people that are 
These are people that they partner with or that help them that are at the same level and that are working towards similar goals or through similar journeys. And with mentors, people who understand more about this new world that they're in than they do. Now, the mentor is really crucial. The mentor gives the hero some type of instrument or tool. It doesn't have to be a physical instrument. It could be some type of psychological framework. It's somehow giving the hero some way to, to think and, and be different. In some way, helping the hero find the powers within them. The powers that the hero didn't even know that they had. So when the hero meets the mentor, they end up getting this increased level of confidence, awareness, and the power starts to be put into their own hands. And the mentor, you can think about this as a teacher or a coach or any type of healing professional. This mentor, they can only give the hero a clue of the direction. For example, the mentor may magically say, well, you have a compass in your back pocket if you only use it, right? They can't say, here, use my compass. No, you have a compass in your back pocket. I recommend you take it out and you begin to use it to navigate. Or another analogy can be like a lighthouse, right? A lighthouse says, hey, <laughs> there's rocks over there, like steer clear. But the lighthouse will never steer you. The lighthouse is only there to guide you. So the mentor within the hero's journey framework is a very important role, but the hero is ultimately the one who has to take the action steps and move themselves forward through the storyline to eventually get to the third stage, which requires them to face their dragon. Now, on the other side of the dragon is where the transformation occurs. And in Joseph Campbell's terms, this is called slaying the dragon. In medieval legends, it was always the dragon that guarded the treasures in a cave. And so Joseph Campbell says, quote, it is the cave you fear to enter that holds the treasure that you seek. The treasure that you seek, right? Your desires, what you truly want. This is guarded by the dragon. Now, this isn't an actual dragon. The dragon is a metaphor for our ego. So psychologically, the dragon is our own binding of ourselves to our ego, to the fear that guards what we treasure most. You can tell that the dragon is blocking or protecting your treasure when you say things like, oh, gee, I couldn't do that. Or, oh, my gosh, I, I can never do that. I can never be a writer. I can never do this. It's going to be too hard. I, or that works for other people, but not me. Or I'm never going to be able to do that. When we fight for our limitations and we fight for our shortcomings and we fight for the I can'ts or I will nevers, that is the roar of the dragon. And when the hero is able to successfully slay the dragon, so successfully slay the ego and its fear-based limits, the hero then moves on to the third and final stage. Now, this stage is called the return. So from this, the hero has just gone through the most epic, crazy adventure. And we just totally distilled this down into a short summary here. So within this time, the hero is facing challenges, learning about their new powers, coming into a whole new state of being and thinking and doing. The hero is being pushed past their comfort zone, facing their fears, having to really go after what they want, and with people there to support them and help them. But it's ultimately the hero that can get to the final stage of their return. And this is when they go back to the ordinary world and share what they've learned. This is when the hero's mess becomes their message. I like to think of this part as when the hero turns their wounds into wisdom and wealth because they now have something valuable to share whether it's certain skills that they learned in their journey or certain psychological constructs or the secret superpowers, right? Their strengths, their soul strengths that had to come alive in full force in order for them to actually do what they were able to do to accomplish what they were able to accomplish. They have more strength. They have more awareness. They have more consciousness. And so when the hero shares their story, it gives others a model. 
right? Others begin to see this higher branch. There's a higher branch that they can reach for it. So this paves the way for more people to go through their own journey. And this is the beauty of the ripple effect. In this return, the hero is now able to have the ripple effect. As you follow your bliss, you will undoubtedly be put into a hero's journey. Even if you don't follow your bliss, you'll be put in a hero's journey. But the beautiful thing about following your bliss is that you really are stepping into your soul's high adventure. And it is a story of a lifetime. I think it's really helpful to look at your life like a story. Think about your life as a story. Imagine that it was literally being written onto pages or onto a screen and people were watching it. Think about you had this audience watching your story. What would they want you to do? Imagine that they were all rooting for you. They wanted you to win. They wanted you to get to the end of that movie and be round of applause, so proud of you. You did it. And they know, right? This audience knows what you want most. Imagine these are your angels. Your angels are sitting in those seats at the movie theater and they're watching your story and they're cheering you on because when you follow your bliss, you will be protected. The angels that are watching you in that movie theater, they want you to win and they will guide you and they will protect you. They will be the invisible hands that help you, but they can't do anything unless you take the call to adventure. And I wanna end with a quote from Joseph Campbell that really inspired the whole concept, the whole ethos of this show. And he said, quote, if you do follow your bliss, you put yourself on a kind of track that has been there all the while waiting for you. And the life that you ought to be living is the one you're living somehow. And well, you can see it. You begin to deal with people who are in the field of your bliss and they open doors to you. I say, follow your bliss and don't be afraid. And doors will open where you didn't know they were going to be. End quote. Following your bliss is about trusting the process. It's about saying yes to your soul's high adventure. It's about you becoming the hero of your story, a story of resilience, of overcoming, of defying the status quo, of following your heart. Because when you change your story, you change your life. Thank you for having the discipline to listen in. If you love this episode and know of someone else who is following their bliss, please share this show with them. It would mean the world to me if we can get this cause and message out to as many people as possible. So if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this show with your friends. It will totally make my day and I will be forever grateful for your support. And until the next episode, this is Jessica Flint encouraging you to follow your bliss and to unapologetically be bold, be brave, and be you.